hosting for your tech life. Proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 326 of Your Tech Life. Great to have your company. And a few things to get through tonight, uh, this afternoon, this morning, whatever time you're listening. You know it's night time for me when I record, okay? Uh, whatever time you listen is up to you. That's I'm completely cool with it. Now, um, I had a few calls parked and we, we didn't get to them all, but gee whiz, um, <laughs> a couple of interesting ones tonight, um, which I will share. One of the calls is, is a great question reminding me of a, of a topic from a few weeks ago which was the Acorns Investing app. We'll remind you of that, and uh, I'll look at how it's going. Um, the other is a, is a tech support call. Let's be It's like the most tech support call I've made in a very, very long time, and uh, I'll put that closer to the end of the show so that we, we... Well, you can reserve judgment on how much effort's required on, um, on the end of the user at the other end. But a lot to talk about this week. I've got a little projector that I thought was very, very cool. I've got a uh, brand-new mobile phone, which surprises me with its its abilities at the same time as the price. I mean, it's phenomenal, and it's from the Alcatel team. The little Sony speaker that I've written about on EFTM is fantastic. A D-Link's new router is a little bit overwhelming, but mind-blowing. HTC's brand-new smartphone and the little information I've uncovered about Apple Pay in the last week, which I think is a good sign for all of us who are waiting desperately for Apple Pay to launch here in Australia, so I feel very confident that we are we are close, and and that won't be too far away here uh, in Australia. Uh, the banks have have fallen right behind when it comes to Apple Pay, and I find that a little bit annoying. No, not a little bit annoying, bloody annoying. Um, so we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. Thank them for their support ongoing of uh, your tech life, and uh, we do it all for you. It's um it's all about helping helping you with your technology questions, problems. Anything happening, go to the website, eftm.com.au. A couple of, uh, let's go straight to the, uh, uh, you know what, I'm going to say, I feel like in honour of one of my favourite podcasts, I'm going to call these five-star shout-outs. And I say that because Paul and Rach, uh, I've mentioned it before, it's a great podcast, two great, great people. Paul is is a genuine long-term friend of mine. Um, and I just love the show, but unfortunately they're they're pulling up stumps for a while on Paul and Rach. Um, Paul's got pretty solid commitments with Sky News and uh, somewhat conflicting to the to the fun and humour of of the Paul and Rach show. Sad for Rach because um, she has a great lot of fun on that show, and and sad for Paulie too because he's he's he loves doing that show. I can hear it in his voice every time he does it. As much as it is hard to get together sometimes, um, as Stephen Fennick and I find uh, week in and week out, it's hard to, hard to arrange to get together and make sure that you can sit and see each other and, and do a podcast. So. Um, Sad to see that podcast go. So uh, send your love and support to Paulie and Rach on uh, on Twitter. But uh, something they'd started doing at the end of their show was the five-star shout-outs. Now, looking at iTunes, I honestly am going to say I can't remember if I've read these ones, so bear with me. Um, but there's a few here, and I really appreciate it. Um, it it's a lot of extra reviews to get, and I appreciate it. So if you're on iTunes, jump in, uh, log in, and uh, and leave a rating. Five stars. Uh, and a little little comment. It's uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, I might have read this one because it's called Shawini, and I, I think I remember that. A great, clear tech, Australian tech podcast makes tech easy to understand and delivered in a relaxed and informative manner with no spin. It's like the Bill O'Reilly no spin zone. 
deserves its top rating. Listening to you through Overcast for iOS. Keep up the good work, mate. Really appreciate it. I don't mind Overcast. Not a bad little app. Uh, it's always good to let us know how you're listening as well. Um, Healthy 7 says, top program. I listen uh, regularly to your most informative program. Uh, I'm always learning something new. Thank you so much. Oldie. Um, don't be old like that. Uh, long time potty, first time reviewer. Thank you very much, Mr. Biggie. Uh, hi, Trevor. Been downloading for over five years now. Love the show. Great style, humor, and content all rolled into one. A winner. Smiley face. Using Pocket Cast, better than the Apple Podcast app. Keep up the good work. Good luck as Han Solo. Uh, as in, I don't work at SBS anymore. Cheers, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And uh, from Phil Turner. Um, best tech show hands down. You're a very good man, uh, Phil. That's greatly appreciated. Uh, Trevor is full of useful information and explains it in a down-to-earth, genuine, straight-to-the-point, no-BS way that anyone can understand. Informative for all ages, um, young and old. Trevor is always happy to help with anything tech-related. If he can help you out, if he can't help you, no, uh, he, if he can't help you, no one can. I can't recommend it enough. Worth a th- hundred stars, not five. Thanks, Trevor. Well, thank you, Phil. Appreciate the uh, the review and the rating, and uh, be great for you to do the same. Uh, jump onto uh, iTunes and leave a rating on your tech life. mentioned at the start of the show the Alcatel uh, phone that I wanted to talk to you about the Go Play now I've got photos of this up on the website eftm.com.au this is a $299 phone available now um, might be hard to find I've got to be honest um, they, they do struggle with uh, distribution sometimes these smaller companies you know don't have the clout to do big deals with Telstra Optus and Vodafone so it's often hard to find these devices but you should go looking for them buy them online directly from the manufacturer uh, the Alcatel Go Play is available in five different sets of colours. This one was uh, kind of red and grey, red and black. Um, and it's, uh, I guess, I don't want to describe it as plasticky because it's made to look um, plastic because it's made to be shockproof, dustproof and waterproof. This thing is meant to be what they call life-proof. Um, so it literally could form the toilet. It could form the shower. It could form the pool. Uh, no dramas at all. It has those kind of plugs over the charging point and the headphone point. So a little frustrating to make sure those are in properly to get your waterproof seal. But shockproof, obviously, if you drop it on a sharp uh, cement corner straight on the screen, it's probably going to smash. Um, but that's glass, not the phone. Um, dustproof is good too. So really, this thing is great for, for kids, you know, teenagers who are active, getting out there, dropping their phones in wherever, Going to the beach. This is a cracking phone. Now, I used it for a while, and I found found it to do everything I needed it to do. The only thing it was lacking in was its camera. Now, a lot of cameras struggle in low light, and this one certainly did. But forget low light. Talk about your beach shots. Talk about your Instagram shots. Those are all pretty darn good. Now, you're not printing them, so the resolution doesn't need to be amazing. It's coming up on a tiny little screen. It's Instagram. It's Facebook, okay? 
So the critical thing is to look at it and go, is it good enough? In my view, absolutely. Um, a lot of people are now using filters and Snapseed to really enhance their photos anyway. So have a look at this one. The, the camera is great. I, I don't think it's a, it's a huge disadvantage because compared to other $299 phones, it's pretty much on par. Um, it may not have the greatest camera compared to it, maybe an Oppo or a Huawei, but most of the other low-cost phones, this thing would be on par or smash. So it's a great phone. It's good value. Um, it's well worth checking out. I think that um, Alcatel do a great job in this country. Um, they are now number three seller of smartphones in this country, and that's that's something to behold. You've got to think about that's This is behind Apple and Samsung, right? That's pretty pretty unbelievable. So well worth checking out. Uh, it's called the Alcatel Go Play. Uh, it's available now, and of course, you can uh, find out more information at uh, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your Tech, tech Life with Trevor Long. So Sony uh, sent me a great little speaker this week, which was um, the Extra Bass. Now, it's got a crazy code name. You can find that on the website. But this little portable speaker, Bluetooth speaker, you know what I'm talking about, the kind of thing. It's $249. $249 is very comparable with your Ultimate Ears, a little bit cheaper than your Bose. And this is a Sony, right? Now, Sony's no slouch at audio, so not to be laughed at. I am I think this is pretty darn cool. Um, very useful to think about how, um, how Sony are making an audio product that really is there to, to enhance the audio experience. This thing has a 24-hour battery life, okay? 24 hours. It's... Um, it's got uh, an extra bass button. So the critical thing about that button is it's there to literally add bass. So you're listening to music. It's sounding great. You press the button and boom, the, the deep tones are, are there. Sitting in another room, I had this thing sitting in the kitchen. I was walking around the whole house. This thing was booming. It felt like I had a stereo system downstairs. So there's, there's no problem with volume. And it's waterproof, splashproof. So by the pool, at the beach, all good. And the battery, I mean, seriously, 24-hour battery life, that thing is going to last longer than the smartphone that's streaming the music. So, and it will charge your phone as well. So plug a USB and you can charge your phone or your tablet um, with the actual battery in this device. So it's a cracking little product. Um, comes in a range of colors. I think people going to JB Hi-Fi and the like will probably look at it and go, Ultimate Ears, Bose, Sony, and all three are great options. It's really just which one you prefer in terms of the look. But if you want that extra base... That's why Sony have the product called Extra Bass. So you can get the Extra Bass. It's so easy. Simple little button. Now, it does flicker. My only negative was when you press the button, the audio disappears for half a second and then turns back on again. It's kind of a little flicker while it flicks into the uh, the, the EQ mode, I guess. But um, that's a bit picky. <laughs> Let's be honest. I was getting a bit picky looking for that one. So check it out. It's on the website, eftm.com.au. Uh, just before we get to calls, we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technology. And that GPS technology for golfers is phenomenal. Like, seriously. Uh, the Approach S6 is their first-of-a-kind GPS technology in their slimmest, lightest golf watch. It features swing metrics, so you can get your swing tempo, you can get tempo training and swing strength, all from your watch. I mean, seriously. Dedicated course view button with green view for manual pin positioning. Pin pointer blind shot assistance tells you where the pin is, even if you can't see it. It's a touch screen that's glove friendly and has precise distances for 30,000 international courses 
with no subscription required. Cracking little product, lovely for the golfers, um, and uh, been available now for a little while. I highly recommend it. The Approach S6 from Garmin. Check it out at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. This is your tech life. If you've got a tech question, a problem, or you want to have a chat about anything technology in your life, all you got to do is get on the email, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Ben. Hey, Trevor. How are you, mate? Good, good buddy. What can I do for you? Mate, I was at a barbecue the other weekend, and um, I briefly heard about a very clever banking investment app that you can um, put on your um, iPhone, and I only got the beginning of it and not the end, so I'm having trouble tracking down the app. Now, apparently what it does is you link a bank account to this app, and so when you you do your regular spending, now let's say you might spend $55.60, what the app does is it takes, it rounds the 40 cents up, and invest that in the stock market. So now you can invest in low, medium or high risk. And the friend of mine that was telling me about it, she was only investing in a low risk thing, but she said over three months she miraculously made about $1,800 just from her regular day-to-day spending with it just rounding up the difference of every every dollar and she said you don't miss it because it just rounds it up to the nearest dollar so it's sometimes it's a few cents sometimes it's a lot of cents but effectively that's what the app does so but i missed out on finding out what that app is or where i can get that app well here's how it works it is exactly as you've described it and i can tell you that in 30 days i've invested 362 dollars oh sorry in the last 30 days, I've, I've invested $133.70. Um, and here's the cool part about it. It's called Acorns, okay? Acorns, uh, as in, you know, the little little uh, little nuts or whatever you want to call them that people, uh, you know, that squirrels and things look, look for. Yeah, now, hold on one second, Trevor. I'll mm-hmm. just write that down. Acorns, mm-hmm. did you say? That's it. Right. Um, so I've, I've done this through automatic roundups of my my spending. So, it, it, as you say, it looks at my bank account. Now, this is interesting because I've got to be honest, I haven't opened the app in weeks. <laughs> um, I right. set it I set it to do an automatic um, deposit every, every, I think, week of five bucks. And yeah. I set it to do uh, roundups. Now, the interesting thing is... I thought you had to go in and actually click on a whole bunch of roundups, and I, I didn't think I'd done that for a while. So it clearly keeps doing it or, or something. But the good news is it's been investing little amounts of money, just, uh, you know, 40 cents here, 3 cents there, 2 cents there. And I've apparently gained $10 over time through the the share market part of things. So 3% is what I've earned on my investment um, in my little acorn. So... Here's the thing I like about it, right? I love that it's a simple it's a simple saving plan. Yeah. But I also love the um the fact that you're just saying, "Hey, uh, you know, take take 5 bucks a week off me. Just just yeah. go for it. Just take 5 bucks a week because it does that automatically and here's 300 bucks, mate. I got to be honest, I had no idea I had that 300 bucks. So, Excellent. you know, in in such a sh- and, uh, my wife hasn't noticed. I haven't noticed our bank account missing these few cents. But here it is, mate, 300 on odd dollars. Um, 
you know, obviously if if money's tight, then you you dial down the the amount that it will invest. But I've set a threshold for it. I've set a threshold of how much it can take from me, and yeah. uh, and that's what it's uh, that's what it's now doing. So can I get that on the App Store? If I just go to the App Store and just look up Acorn, is that's that it. is that how it is? A C O R N S Acorns. A C O R N S. Okay. Yep. And that's on the App Store, yeah. Yep, that's all it is. Excellent, mate. Look, so easy. mate, you're awesome. I appreciate um, any help you get, Trevor. As always, brilliant and brilliant information. Good on you, mate. Have a good one. Thanks for getting in touch. My pleasure, Trevor. Appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Uh, there are still questions around Acorns and the integration of the banking and how that's secure. But look, my view is I'm pretty comfortable. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I get that I'm just going to keep my ears open. If Acorns get hacked, I'm going to change my bank password. That's that's the risk I need to take. But um, we had that caller a few episodes after we originally spoke to Acorns. I think it's a valid question. Um, but at this point, I'm accepting the risk because it's saving me hundreds of dollars, which is pretty cool. Now, the HGC 10 has been announced. It'll be available in a few months. We don't have pricing yet, but I thought, uh, excuse me, Jeff uh, on EFTM um, did a great little article, and I thought I'd run you through that because it's 10 highlights of the HTC 10. This is one piece of aluminium. That's the way they've been building these phones for a while, but it doesn't feel in the hand, it's weird. It doesn't feel as premium as the last ones. I think they've, uh, sounds silly to pardon pun, cut corners. So they haven't done those kind of beautifully chamfered edges or something. They've just made a beautiful phone. Um, it has capacitive touch buttons uh, and physical buttons for the volume and stuff. It's uh, the it's a great setup they've they've come to. I think it's kind of middle of the road the way you're kind of utilizing both fingerprint and the and the physical button. Uh, it has a great front camera for selfies. Um, so optical image stabilization in a five megapixel camera on the front with eighty six degree angle is very good. Um, it's still got the fantastic sound um, that we've we've had from uh, HTC phones, although it doesn't have the top and bottom front speakers that they used to have. Um, which is, um, although I don't know, I'm just I need to test that one, but I don't, I just don't think the sound could be as good as it was on the on the M8, uh, but we'll test that one out. Um, it's got a 2K display, uh, you know, I think the screen looks great, um, but I'm not sure it's, you know, it's not it's not the best screen on the market, and that's again where they've just cut a corner because people don't care. I really don't think people care. It's got fast charging, so zero to fifty percent in in thirty minutes. Uh, it's got a long battery life, they say. Um, they've brushed the uh, Beats by Dr. Dre um, association, but they've they've put some high-end headphones in the box regardless. Um, you can obviously add storage to it. But what about this? It has AirPlay. That's right, AirPlay. Now, you can't do screen AirPlay, but you could AirPlay audio on the HTC 10 to an, like an Apple TV. That's unbelievable. It's crazy, in fact. Um, so that's nice. I'm, I'm a big fan. I think that's a really cool one, and I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It'll be interesting how the price point goes. We talked about this on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Um, we think it'll be around a $700 phone. They, they really can't they can't do much more than that, I don't think. I think they've got to be careful not to, um, to uh, um, you know, overprice this one. Anyway, uh, the HTC 10 uh, photos are up now at eftm.com.au. We'll have a full review shortly.
So this one I held on to for a little while. It's a little tiny projector. It's much bigger than a smartphone, but you know, maybe an iPhone 6 Plus and a lot thicker. It's a Sony mobile projector. So it's a portable projector. It's about the size of an iPhone 6 Plus, but there's no big lens. There's just a HDMI in, or you can mirror cast or wirelessly project. Now, I projected onto a, onto a small wall here, you know, maybe a 45 centimeter image. Very cool. Then I projected onto my projecting screen here in the man cave, about 100 inches, 110 inches. It was brilliant. Now, to be clear, you have to turn the lights off. It doesn't work very well in, in, in light. I mean, it can't cut through. It doesn't have the brightness to cut through actual light in your rooms. But turn off the lights and you've got yourself a cracking little projector here. um, HD resolution, so 720, not 1080, um, a 40-inch projection from just 1.15 metres. So depending on how much space you've got. I took a photo of the man cave with Cars movie showing, you know, big screen. We're talking big screen and for $6.99, a portable mobile projector. These things are not new. They've been around a while, but we're now getting a laser. You don't have to focus this thing. It automatically adjusts just the keystone. Sound is appalling, so please plug a speaker in. But, um, oh, look, it's well worth having a look at if you need portable projection. I don't know who does, though. Who needs portable projection? So most hotel rooms got TV. I don't know. I, I, I need to think about who wants this product. That's my only concern with it. But on face value, a very cool product that I wanted you to check out, and you can do that over at the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So, Apple Pay. People have kind of been at me a bit this week about this. It's coming. I mean, I use it weekly, probably five times a week or more with my Amex card on my Apple Watch. It's completely nerdy. Very cool. Um, But, hey, you know, why can't everyone use it? And that's the question I get a lot. Why can't I use it? Well, you don't have an Amex card. And why aren't the banks doing it? Because they're awful. Um, it'd be really, it's just its just petty dollars and cents. And we're talking, you know, micro cents in the hundreds of dollars. It's silly, silly money. But it feels to me like ANZ is coming soon. ANZ is testing Android Pay. Android Pay is Android's version of Apple Pay. It's a tap-and-go um, cardless wallet. Now, what they've done is accidentally... As the way I see, as best I can piece it together, people have been adding ANZ cards to their Android Pay, and getting a text message that says, "From ANZ, your ANZ Apple Pay verification code." What? Apple Pay? To complete card setup in ANZ Apple Pay, please enter the code. And then they get an email from Apple Pay at ANZ. You can now use your ANZ Visa card. You have successfully set up your ANZ Visa card, ending in three zero two eight with to use with Apple Pay. You can use Apple Pay to make contactless payments. I mean, hello, where there's smoke, there's fire, my friends. Apple Pay is coming to ANZ. If it's coming to ANZ, it's coming to all of them because one bank can't do it. Now, here's what I reckon is happening. I reckon Android Pay is very close and they want to launch that. But I reckon what they're, they're cautious not to do is launch one. Now, if you launch Android Pay, all your Apple customers say, why can't I use Apple Pay? They don't, customers don't give a crap about your negotiations with Google and Apple. The fact that Google's doing it for nothing and Apple's doing it for a cut of the... It just doesn't matter. What customers want is the convenience. Banks, stop frigging around, okay? Just give us Apple Pay. We know you're testing it. Roll it out, folks. So it feels to me like within the month, 
with maybe two months, we're going to see Android Pay and Apple Pay launched by all the banks. It's going to be a big hoo-ha. I can't wait. Um, if you've tried to add your card, and just do this for me for fun. Try and add your bank's card. See if you get any messages. A bit of fun. You never know what we might uncover, eh? Um, uh, that's that's Apple Pay. I'm highly confident that it's coming soon to both ANZ and the rest of the banks. Now, you might have seen this one on the website too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I reviewed the X8 from Netgear recently. Great router. Now, D-Link have announced the DIR895L. Now, the old um, D-Link Ultra router had six big antennas. This one's got eight. Um, this has all the bells and whistles, 5,300 megabits, uh, multi-user, multi-input, multi-output. All the everything you can get in a router is now available in this D-Link router. Um, it's a very impressive-looking beast. You, you've probably seen it. Uh, it's $699. I've got no doubt it will perform very, very well. Um, I'm going to give it a whirl um, when, when I get one in the office and when I find some time. But um, a cracking-looking product. If See, now, I like the Nicky now because it's kind of subtle on the wall. This thing, is, this thing is like having a sports car parked in your driveway. It screams your love of cars. This thing will scream your nerdgasm, okay? It's not the kind of thing you probably want on the kitchen bench or the mantle. It's not really kind of that kind of thing. But for the, you know, side table or the, or the office... Beautiful-looking router that's really going to pump out the speed. So uh, that one is available now. It's six ninety nine, as I say, and it's uh, it's up there in the top-end performance from D-Link. It's called the DIR895 if you're looking for a new router. Another one for you to consider from D-Link. And details are at eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Taking your calls. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, jump on the phone. G'day, Tracy. What can we do for you? Um, well, we've been having a problem with a Dell desktop computer. Mm-hmm. And for the last, oh, since we've had it for a couple of years. You've had it for a couple and of years and you've been having problems ever since the start? Pretty much. Wow. Not very long and within a few months. So okay. um, my husband ordered it through Dell online and spent quite a bit of time um, on the phone saying what we were going to be using it for, which is some of his work. You have four kids, computer games, their work. Lots of things. Yeah. And once we got it and it was set up, pretty much once I think the operating system was in or and anything else that he put in, which was like the antivirus, all that, pretty much ate up the memory. It was within a few months. So the storage really space. So there was yeah. no space to put more things on it. Is that what you're not, saying? Not really. Mm. No space at all. Yeah, right. And, um, well, not even be able to, like, open documents or to save documents to the, you know, Word documents and print them out or whatever, those sorts of things. Right. Um. So, and then trying to put photos, like all of it just sort of went kaput because we couldn't put photos, we couldn't back up iPad, we couldn't do anything really. Um, And it's not been um, the easiest one to solve. So he went back and forth with Dell for, I don't know, how long? Um, How long would you have gone back and forth with Dell to try and get a resolution? About four or five months. And theirs was to sell us the um, additional... Dri- uh, oh, memory. hard drive. Yep. Drive. Yeah, okay. yeah. Another drive. Another another drive. Um, and that we had Dell come out, and then they wouldn't. What what we were expecting, and what we what he had talked about was having them come out and do that drive to try and alleviate the problem. But then they wouldn't 
they were just going to put the drive in, and we we're going to just start from scratch and try and put everything back over, like the iTunes, you know, everything that's on that computer back over it, which my husband is not that literate, neither am I, to be able to, to, to do that process. We were sort of expecting it to go in and be able to flip the thing back on. And yeah, I think the problem is normal. replacing the hard drive. The hard drive is where all that data stored, so yeah. switching out the hard drive. Not, hmm. And, Chris, that drive was not a solid state. That was whatever the other sort of version is. Hmm. And in the solid states in there, so uh, and it's going to be slower. So then, Chris went and has since purchased the external, like a one terabyte or something, a hard drive, yeah, storage drive or whatever it is, and so that we can at least put photos and attempt to move things into there and off of the main computer, so that we can at least like check emails and do some basic stuff, but nothing big. Hmm. Um, but this is not working. Like, we've been doing this now for 18 months, so we're still not any further along than we were. So we finally called Geeks 2, and they came out, and he was somewhat helpful, hmm. but not very proactive. And kind of, it, it just wasn't, there wasn't a real solution, like, with what I he was suggesting. And he wouldn't really recommend... He wouldn't really give us a recommendation. This is what I would do based on what your scenario is right mm. now, and knowing mm. that you're four kids and you want to do some work at home, and they're getting older and more schoolwork. He sort of was like, "Well, you can put this drive in, or you could get a solid state, and I can get that for you, and that would be more money. Or you could do the, I think it's called the NAS or the NSA NAS, or yeah, NAS, yeah, 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 the storage. NAS, storage. So it's a desktop um, computer, right? It's not a laptop. It's a desktop, right? It's not a laptop. It's okay. a desktop, and and he's. It's an all-in-one, and he, uh. he, he sort of mocked, <laughs> keeping in mind, I was at home with this gentleman, and, and I was sort of talking to my husband on the phone, but he um, looked at a few, I think, he did take the back off, and he sort of looked at some diagnostic things, and he said that the computer in and of itself is reading at like 93%, meaning that it's, you know, it, from where it is now, it should still have a, quite a few years left in it mm. like it's, its usage obviously hasn't been that great and i said well that's because we can't really use it <laughs> for so here's, here's my problem tracy everything you describe um, feels like you've got the wrong computer i mean that's this is the issue my now, husband has said that from the beginning is that dell did mm. not sell him the right computer based yeah. on the, the amount of time he spent on the phone with the, yeah. with the salesperson saying what we needed for you yeah. know videos my husband yeah. downloads movies like all because there's a couple of things you, you keep talking about storage and and space computer but it doesn't do anything that we need to do like you, you keep talking about storage, storage and space tracy and storage and space yeah. only affect how much storage and space you have they don't really affect the performance of a computer um, apps no. don't fail to open because your hard drive is close to full. They will fail to open if your hard drive is completely full. And, you know, yeah. having an external hard drive for your photos and videos is absolutely the right thing to do because that's safer for a start because then if your computer fails, you haven't lost all your precious memories. Um, but, you know, I think what you haven't uh, mentioned is what the brains of the computer is. How much RAM does it have? And is it an Intel Core i3, i5, i7? Do you know that? Chris, do you know what the Intel Core was? Sorry, I just put you on speaker. Right. I'm hoping the Chris, i7 Intel i Core i7. Okay, if it's an Intel Core i7, that computer should be very good. Two two years old, two and a half years old. An Intel Core i7 computer is going to do almost everything that that an average family is going to want to do, um, and certainly you know should do certain several levels of gaming. Uh, gaming is best done on a on a core 
uh, desktop machine, not a, not an all-in-one, but you shouldn't have major problems with the most basic of games. Um, yes. I, I just feel like I, I do want to caution you that I feel like you're getting a little bit of a two-way street here. You're getting some assistance. You know, you've had your geeks to you. You've had Dell there doing certain things, but you're not getting the full service from any of them because I think the the, the mix between or the gap between your expectations and their ability to deliver is, is quite wide. Now, for example, uh, geeks to you would be very good at uh, doing a backup of your computer and helping install a new hard drive. But Dell would simply come and put a new hard drive in. They're not there to do the backup and get you running again. They're just there to get the computer to a different specification. So I think that's a challenge. Um, and, I, and I think if the, if your computer literacy at home is is low, then you probably do need to rely on someone like a Geeks to you to, to do what needs to be done to give you the life that you want. Now, I, I can't imagine that an Intel Core i7 desktop computer um, – you know, with all your photos and videos stored on an external hard drive, won't be a great computer for you. But I do think the one thing you need to do is wipe it clean. Oh my gosh! There's there's no doubt a two and a half year old computer that has been through what you've put this one through <laughs> over the years of probably you know trying this, installing that, removing that, putting this on. Um, it needs to be wiped. You need to get Windows fresh and clean on it. And then add things that you need as you need them and watch the performance from there go on. Um, I'm concerned that you're just loading it up with everything and then expecting it to work like it did when Windows was fresh. And I think you're better off seeing it perform in a certain way before you start adding everything else to it. Um, So I I do think that's where you need to go, but you need to have the confidence to do that or um, the the nous to get a, uh, I guess... um, and against you style uh, individual around to help you with that process. But there's no doubt in my mind that a two and a half year old computer, even any, any two year, two and a half year old computer could do with a, a wipe now. Anyway, that's most computers should, should do that every couple of years because it's just the smartest thing to do to, to give it a breath of fresh air I mean, a new life. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want to hear. I'm tipping, but, um, but it is a wise thing to do. Now you've backed up your photos and your videos, right? So the most important precious files uh, are safe. They're on our external hard drive. So what I do when I do this process is I get a big bit of paper and I write down all the files that I use regularly. So I open these documents and that thing and da 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 And then I write down a list of the programs I use regularly. So I use Mail and I use Word and I use PowerPoint and I use Photoshop or, and I use Grand Theft Auto or whatever it might be. And then you go to yourself, have I got the the original disks for these programs or have I got the download codes for these programs? And you get all that information together so it's sitting there in a pile and then you wipe the computer and then you slowly take your time to put the, put the programs back on and you put the data back on and uh, you'll start to find, you know, you, I think the computer should run quite well. There shouldn't be any issue with a, with a Dell computer from two and a half years ago. Well, I think it's the memory because what the memory is not significant enough to run how much ram have you got in it yeah what was the ram that was sold for chris and what's the internal ram on it uh, it's got uh 107 gigabytes showing but what was the but it came out of the factory when we set it up 107 yeah. uh, it showed 107 gigabytes of ram no there'd be yeah. no, you wouldn't you wouldn't have that much ram that's insane 107 gigabytes chris or no. megabytes? It, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just 
I'm just clicking on the, the, the drive. It's not the... No, no, the drive... To, okay, so I just want to go back and see here, guys. I can't help you diagnose everything. I want to give you the advice that you need to, to ask the right questions. The yeah. number one thing that I think you're lacking now is the knowledge of what, how much RAM you have. Um, that is that is very hard to find in a computer in, in Windows. Um, you might find it somewhere, but off the top of my head, I can't even tell you where to look. But certainly, I doubt that's been upgraded over the years. So... It's probably still on the original um, invoice from the thing, but it's probably something like 8 gig of RAM or 16 gig of RAM is probably what you've got on there if you spend a bit of money on it. Now, and that's on, is, that the C, is, that, is that the C drive? No, 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 no. This is memory, not hard drive space. Memory, so there's three core components to a computer. The, the, the brains, which is the Intel processor, and you say you've got an i7. The, yeah. the hard drive space, which is the... 500 gigabytes or one terabyte that you might have had in in the in the machine you've had different conversations about which one you have and which one you upgrade to and then the memory which is the ram and that is something like 4 8 or 16 possibly 32 gigabytes of ram those three things together give you a picture of how how smart and how fast your computer is going to be i would expect a, a 500 gig hard drive an intel core i7 processor and probably out of the factory, 8 gig of RAM. You think about 8 gig of RAM. And if that's what you've got, I'd be upgrading the RAM pronto because you could put 32 gig of RAM in that thing with that Intel i7 processor and you will, you'll, you'll definitely experience a, a performance leap. But I genuinely mean this, wipe the computer first because you're only adding to the problem by adding uh, memory to, a, to an already kind of degraded computer. So wipe it clean, get it back to factory settings, upgrade the RAM, and I think you'll find that's going to be a really, really good machine. Okay, and the RAM, is that then what Dell sold us, Chris? Is that the component that Dell sold us to try and put in there? Was that the... That was just the hard drive. Yeah, so it sounds like you, you had space issues and they, they, they sold you or tried to sell you a, a one terabyte uh, solid-state hard drive, which if they sold it to you would be excellent because that would be great performance as well. Yeah, no, but, that's not. They, that's, I think, what was that, a two? Dell sold us a not a solid-state. It was, right. um, it's just a normal hard drive. Yeah, and, and that's fine. A one-terabyte normal hard drive is also great. It's just not as good a performance as a solid-state. But let's be clear, solid-state hard drives are very expensive. So, um, well, you know. That's what, I think that's what's in the computer now is a solid-state. Right. And that's why the guy at Geeks to you was suggesting the one terabyte solid state. He did say they were expensive. Yeah. He was suggesting that instead of he didn't seem to think that the one that Dell sold us would be he said if he said he could put that in, but he said your speed would be much slower. Yeah. I don't think you want to get rid of if you've got a five hundred gig solid state hard drive in your computer, that's huge. It's not amazingly big, but if you're keeping your photos and videos off the computer then what the hell's taking up all the space? That's the problem. Yeah, there's not the, and I don't. That's what we don't know. And, and like I said, the guy from the gentleman. Which is he, why he, I go back to my original point: wipe the computer clean. Okay, then you've got 500 gig hard drive with maybe 80 gig taken up by Windows, and then you add your programs as you go. So you add Microsoft Office, you add whatever programs you're using, and I'll give you one tip on gaming: at one game at a time. Add a game and then uninstall that game because games take up crazy space. And if you want to play games, get an Xbox. Um, much on an all-in-one computer, 
you're only going to play mid mid range games, and you need to need to be very cautious about how much memory they take up. So they may be part of the problem, but um, if you manage them well, you'll probably be able to make make that work for you. The biggest game that's played is Minecraft on that oh. computer. Well, you won't have a problem at all. Minecraft is totally fine, especially on those specifications. I mean, I'm running Minecraft on on really old old laptops here. It's no no great problem. Graphics is the main issue there. You, you won't have a problem with that. So I think if you start from scratch, which which sounds like it's a painful thing for you to think about, but trust me, it's where you need to go. Start from scratch and find, you know, use it for a week and then add a program. Use it for another week, add a program. Then you'll work out very quickly what's causing your problems. Chris, what was your question? You're the, Chris? Oh, no, no question. I just have not run any games on it because we can't put any on it. Yeah, so yeah, there's no, outside of the Minecraft that the boys play, yep. there's nothing. Otherwise, gaming that they've been able to put on there. Yeah, um, I feel like you need uh, you you need to you either need to get someone who can sit with you on this, uh, like a geeks to you, and, and work you through the process of wiping that thing clean and and watching you install stuff. Because if you don't know why it's filling up, no one other than someone sitting with you can tell you that. And I, I certainly can't just on a basic uh, over the phone. You know how how's things going? If there was a problem, put it this way: if there was something wrong with the computer. Um, Dell certainly would have diagnosed that because they, they have uh, remote technicians, let alone the technicians that have come to you to see if there's a problem with the computer. Um, and if they had not replaced it for you or something like that, I'd be happy to try and get in touch with Dell and say, you know, let's get these people sorted out. But it feels like it's more about um, the specifications of the computer matching what you need. I think your two takeaways from this are go and find out how much RAM it's got and and ask the question about how, how much it would cost and how hard it would be to upgrade that RAM. And secondly, yeah. what's the process of wiping this thing from scratch? How much do we have to back up? Have we got the space on that external hard drive to back it up? Let's do a backup. Let's wipe it clean and we'll have a brand new computer. And, and you're going to feel great when you've got that brand new computer because that's what you want. And, and slowly add things to it to work out if there's something specific causing you delays and, and slowdowns. So, right? so you don't find it would be unusual that it filled up that quickly within a few months of... Oh, I, I, I do, because originally you were putting photos and videos on there. But you you started yeah. you moved those across to, to a, a one-terabyte hard drive. Um, if you've stopped doing that, and, you, and your music as well is another thing, music, videos, photos, uh, and home movies, they should all be on an external hard drive. Is that what we have, all those iTunes on there as well? I think I... Yeah, your, right. your, your iTunes is, is definitely going to clog the thing up. But, you know, you should have a, a part of your library there. So you, you need to do some analysis, and, and I can't do that for you over the phone, but I think I can give you the advice that uh, analyzing the RAM, analyzing the, the usage of the hard drive is where you need to go, and wiping it clean after two and a half years of mucking around is the absolute thing you need to do, Tracy. And what about the NAS, looking at an NAS NAS system or something? Is that... Oh, if, one terabyte a, a, NAS system, a NAS system is just a really fancy external hard drive. Now... I'm going to say this to you, Tracy, with the greatest respect. If you don't understand the basics of what you're trying to do with that computer now, a NAS will block, will just freeze your mind, okay? I struggle with my NAS at home. I wouldn't even want to put you through that. You're better off just having two external hard drives, one for music and one for photos, and, and making sure that they're always backed up. That's probably as, as high-tech as I'd get for you, to be honest. Okay, and then possibly upgrading the RAM. Yeah, uh, get you, get get everything off the computer onto those external hard drives. Upgrade the RAM, wipe it clean, start from fresh. You you might find yourself in a really good position, Tracy. 
Okay. Well, we Not easy. Start. I'm sorry, but it's it's a little bit of. I'm just trying to give you guidance, and uh, and and hopefully you can take some of that, and and over the next little while you can uh, work through the frustrations, which will continue until you get it clean. So do those backups. Um, get it get it wiped clean. Talk about the upgrade of the RAM and see whether that gives you some luck, Tracy. Okay. And do you have any idea on the geeks in in using geeks to you? Is there hmm. any way of determining? Um, Technician-wise, someone who has proficiency in in like assisting in certain things like this. No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't answer that. I've never used them, but I've not. I've not heard bad things about them. So I think it's really just a matter of of being very clear with them what you want. So if you do your backups and you buy that that uh, RAM, then you you ring them up and you say, I want someone to install RAM, uh, reformat my computer, and reinstall Windows and the required software. So you kind of want to make it very clear what you want, and they'll get the right person to you. Okay. Good luck, Tracy. All right. Thanks, Trevor. No worries. Thank you. Um, Good luck with it, and hopefully it all works out for you. Okay. I'll try and keep you updated. Good on you. Thanks very much for getting in touch. And if you've got a question, a problem, or uh, an issue with your computer, happy to help. Get on the blower, uh, 1-800-157-157, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your tech tech life with Trevor Long. So that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Uh, Podcast recommendations, people. Would love to know what you think. It's probably a bit late for me to download a few before my next plane trip. But uh, with Paul and Rach exiting the stage left for a little while, at very least, um, I need more shows. I need more entertainment in my life. You know what I listen to. I'm a talk radio guy. Uh, Right-wing talk radio is where I go. So I don't want to hear ABC um, podcasts. Um, I don't mind a bit of comedy, but I can't really listen to no-namers kind of trying their best. So I do need quality. I need I need radio-style podcast entertainment. So let me know what you're listening to, what you're downloading. Um, I might actually just download some radio show podcasts. Maybe I should get back into Hamish and Andy. Maybe Hughesy and Kate. I don't know. But um, whatever you're listening to, I'd love to hear what it is. Uh, I'm off to New York tomorrow for a couple of days. I will bring you information next week from New York um, from Acer and launching some new products over there. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so the normal show next week. And then uh, we're doing Two Blokes Talking Tech from Melbourne uh, at an Oppo mobile phone launch. The week after that, we'll probably do Two Blokes Talking Tech from Bali. Um, we're going to go over there with Huawei to uh, look at their latest phones, camera capabilities. So lots going on, but it's all happening here on Your Tech Life. Uh, send me your feedback. Uh, jump on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Uh, on Snapchat, I've got a few people follow me on Snapchat. Uh, snap me. I don't know what you say. Uh, at Trevor Long AU. Um, thanks for following. Um, great fun sharing snaps. I'll do that specifically when I'm overseas. It's always good fun. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Talk again next week. <laughs>